Hi, I'm Andrew Fanara, and welcome to SolveCast, news that solves. Today, I'm with Emma Scherer. She is with Ecotrust, and Ecotrust manages investments, and some of those are for community development uh, purposes. And so, Emma, tell us a little bit more, especially about your role and what you're doing at Ecotrust. Hi, everyone. It's great to chat today and take a quick break from the day-to-day operations of managing the red and our other properties and who knows what comes up every day. But I, so my role is managing the day-to-day operations of Ecotrust Investments, which is an arm of Ecotrust, the nonprofit that's been around for about 30 years now. And we've done work in We do work in environment and environmental justice, racial justice within our food systems and forests and connecting land and people through projects that create opportunities for folks who haven't had them and restore lands in ways that haven't happened in the past. If I can just emphasize that one point you just said. So the red is, I found it to be really interesting. That's what I wanted to focus on because it's really, it's a really interesting community development tool yeah. and it's focused on communities and food and the food system and doing lots of interesting things there. So, so maybe you could just say a little bit more about what that, what does the red look like and how did it get its name? Yeah. Yeah. So the red is a two block food hub campus. That's the short way of describing what it Mm -hmm. is. It's a development project of Ecotrust and then Ecotrust Investments as the property manager. We have a hybrid structure. So we live, I live in the for-profit nonprofit world and that Ecotrust, the nonprofit is one of our investors in the for-profit project that is the red. And it truly encompasses, it's a community of people dedicated to building a healthy, resilient food ecosystem in the Pacific Northwest. And we approached it after doing a long 18 month long study on it called an infrastructure gap analysis. Our teams at Ecotrust came together and said, well, it was 2015. I think we bought the first building in the central east side of Portland And our program team at Ecotrust on the food side did this study to understand where the gaps were in getting locally sourced, produced, raised meats, produce, seafood into the hands of people in our community. And what came out of that study was cold storage, dry storage, kitchen production space, events, community gathering spots. And that is what the red is now. So Two years in, we had an architect and a construction team revamp, so to speak, an old marble warehouse and turn that into kind of the main hub infrastructure where we, our model in a for-profit sense is that we lease out space to businesses who run their operations out of the facility and, and share the space with their own, each tenant has their own lease. Yeah. And so I'm always looking for great stories that include both sustainability and business. Mm -hmm. And I think the red is a good representation of that. It's this really interesting hub. And I I think during COVID, obviously we've realized our food systems need to be rejiggered in a lot of ways, but also why is something like the red uh, a valuable tool that other community leaders, maybe in other cities 
and other states could learn from that they could apply in their own sort of environment. You had to do an 18-month study. How, how would someone rapidly sort of do this and why would it be important for their community? What are the sort of the community benefits that come out of this sort of thing? Oh, there's a loads of community benefits and I feel like we discover them every day, new ones. But I think mm-hmm. the first and foremost is that it's truly been, even in the midst of our pandemic, a central, literally, like physically space for food businesses to to run their operations and their supply chains on site in one spot. So I think what is truly valuable from a food business perspective is you typically start with your warehouse somewhere, your kitchen somewhere, your buyer somewhere, and the red, not that everything has to be in one spot, but is a really nice spawning ground, so to speak. Mm-hmm or a food business to start. And that's because you can make your product in one of the kitchens. You can store your product with Beeline, one of our tenants who manages the warehouse and then have it delivered by Beeline and or be connected to the local grocery market in town, New Seasons, for example, which is a big partner of ours in in the Red ecosystem and getting your product to market. Because often that work takes so much time and money. And the Red is here to serve our community in a way that kind of breaks down those costs and puts it in a transparent level to your business and enables growth for your individual business. But also I think another huge layer to this community benefit is the collaborative piece, right? Mm -hmm. So there's sometimes a hundred businesses on site at once doing, not in the COVID era, but (laughs) pre-COVID doing their business and whether it's producing or warehousing or whatnot, and then they're collaborating with each other. And I, I feel like in our very broken sort of commodity sized food world that doesn't exist. So, so providing that is really important. So what's what's sort of like the marketplace problem in in the Portland area that you're solving? I really think a big part of it is distribution. So Beeline is one of our our biggest tenants in that they manage 18,000 square feet of one of our buildings and they deliver food on electric tricycles, which sounds very Portland, but mm-hmm. it works. And they can fill up to, I think, 500 pounds in one of the cargo boxes on the back of a trike. And that is one of their main ways of getting food to restaurants and grocery and institutions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for a food business, you often come into Portland and or any city and sign a, so let's say a contract with a local grocery, and you have to go straight to one of the big mainline distributors that distribute nationally. And mm-hmm. that's a huge leap. Right. Whereas the red platform with the tenants that we have aligned with the platform creates a slow ramp up for businesses to scale and get into the Portland marketplace mm-hmm. in a way that works at the pace you want it to work. So so you're helping entrepreneurs, smaller businesses, is that kind of the, the focus, the, the large part of the, the ecosystem? Yeah. And I would say when I say we, I'm talking about our community because I'm my my job is really comes when you whittle it down to property management and operations. And so much of that is engaging with all of our tenants who are doing this work to provide these services for more and more businesses to scale. Right. I also want to highlight that Portland has been a very, we have a very racist white dominant history as a city. And we're as a community working to dismantle that racism that's been institutionalized and internalized in most of us. And how can we do that utilizing the red facility and creating access for opportunity and shifting power to 
folks who have been marginalized out of this system? And what does that look like? And how can we create a platform for it with the infrastructure that we have and the gathering spaces that we have on site at the Red. Can you talk just a little bit about just how sustainability as a sort of a principle that is embedded into EcoTrust and the Red, sort of how does that manifest itself a little bit in in different ways in operations or in the Red, excuse me? Did you say gathering? Yeah. How does it sort of manifest itself in different ways? Yeah, I think I was introing the red at the beginning and one half of our campus is at the food infrastructure side and then the other half is a building that was formerly a metal foundry Mm. built in 1918 that we also renovated and restored into a state-of-the-art events center and our events team at EcoTrust is actually the main tenant in that space and run all of the events out of that space and it's really gorgeous sort of historic big open air flowy space with a beautiful state-of-the-art kitchen. Mm-hmm. And the point of this half of the campus was to create a more kind of inspiring gathering space. Not that I think a warehouse with a bunch of pallets around it is super inspiring, but <laughs> you know, that doesn't work. Sure. And so both on that side of the river there in Portland with the event space, and then we have event spaces in our EcoTrust building downtown, we gather that gathering is our MO and that we both convene gatherings. We host gatherings for other partners in the community that are aligned with our work in rebuilding community through putting racial justice and environmental justice at the center of everything we do. And our events team Mm -hmm. needs that front. In addition to the sort of natural gathering, I think that happens in our food ecosystem, um, both at the red and outside of the red in our regional community with the partnerships we form with tribes and especially black and brown but owned businesses who were really prioritizing as the folks who have been most marginalized in our economy. Well, it sounds like you're doing great work there. What's the future look like perhaps what, uh, and, the, and the vision for going forward? Any new big projects or new ideas that you're contemplating? Yeah, I was, we were just talking about this earlier, but we have a really exciting grant funded project by the Meyer Memorial Trust right now Mm -hmm. that's happening. I think what's really neat about this (laughs) hybrid structure we have at EcoTrust and EcoTrust Investments as the for-profit arm is that we can also work with our program teams on the nonprofit side to receive grant funding to implement a lot of this work within the infrastructure at the Red. And so this Meyer funded project is called the Institutional Purchasing Pathways Project, the IPPP, Mm -hmm. (laughs) really think about it. And it's a funded work to enable BIPOC owned businesses. So Black, Indigenous, people of color owned businesses into getting those foods into institutional buying programs. Mm-hmm, and right. Institutional, I'm really talking about hospitals right now. We're prioritizing mm-hmm. hospitals and working with cafeteria buyers mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. hospitals in Portland specifically and <clears throat> enabling that communication from the business to, to the buyer and working with our partners at the Red to either provide kitchen space and or distribution opportunity to get that food into those spaces. What is a solution? Well, that is one that's right. a huge nut to crack because right. hospital buyers have a very strict annual contract, just like right, 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 right. Right. And we're trying to like slowly whittle away at that to enable more regional procurement 
in our area. Gotcha. Gotcha. And getting some folks to compete with the big guys. Uh, that's nice. Exactly. That's nice. Tremendous. All right. Well, listen, I think we've exhausted our time. I'm glad we were able to learn a little bit more about the red, which sounds like a really energetic, interesting hub of activity with all of the different sort of business tentacles and relationship tentacles that are happening in Portland. We really want folks in, in community development and, and policy folks, how do they get more information so that they can call you up and, and talk to you more about uh, what's going on there in case they want to model that in their own community. Heck yeah. I think our whole goal is to be able to enable other folks all over the world to mimic the model and learn from what we've failed. Well, failed is a bad word, but learn from and yeah. also succeeded in. And I think the best way to reach out is through either the EcoTrust website or the redonsalmon.com. Okay, great, great. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and your insights. Uh, This has been Andrew Fanara for SolveCast, News That Solves. Thanks a lot, Emma.